You got a lot, you got a lot, be grateful for it. You got a lot, you got a lot, be grateful for it. You got a lot of pain, I know. Lot of pain, I hold. Lot of pain, I hope you and I can let go. I know this Rolex travel, gravel and dirt give way. Tell me about it, I know it hurts this way. But it's our time. Issues on issues, we keep on gripping these hard times. We witness the star shine and victory lap. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I would like to welcome you to another episode of the Unpopular Podcast. This is the man, the myth, the legend, Jalen Hunter. And if you do me a favor, please subscribe to where you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely means a lot to me. I don't know if you guys can tell, but this is my favorite time of the sports year. Uh, you know, March Madness just ended. College basketball just ended. And now we're rolling into the NBA uh, playoffs. And, and, I, and I love this time. I, I'm a basketball fan, you know. Basketball is my favorite sport, and I love this time of year. Again, even even if you're not that 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 big of a basketball fan, you still have the NFL draft, NFL you know combine, NFL off you know OTAs starting up in, soon. So this is a a great time for sports. Not to mention baseball is going on. So this is a great time, and this is my favorite sports time. And like I said, we're in the NBA offseason. I mean, no, NBA playoffs. And what I wanted to do is they are, multi, you know, as the playoffs start, I wanted to rank all the teams from the top to the bottom. And I wanted to give a reason why each team, whether, you know, whether wherever you're ranked, why each team, the one reason why they will win the championship, the one reason why they won't. Now, some, <laughs> some of these teams were harder than others. But I'm going to give my I'm going you 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 you'll catch on. So let's let's start. First, let's start with the play-in teams. Now, while I'm shooting this, the play on the play the play-in or the the final round, I guess you could say, of the playing games have not happened. Uh, I'm shooting this Friday Friday afternoon, so I don't know exactly who's going to go on the plan. So if I mean the plans clearly by the time that you get this is over, so you can just skip through this if you want. But I'm going to give the four playing teams, which is Atlanta, Cleveland, New Orleans, and L.A., the remaining play-in play, play teams, I'm going to give them, I'm going to rank them, and I'm going to give you why I think, again, they're not going to win the championship or why I think they could. Let's start with my last team, and that is the L.A. Clippers. Now, the only reason why I have them as the last team, even though they are ranked eighth, you know, they're their eighth seed going in, is because of... Paul George not being there and Kawhi Leonard not being there. And that also goes into why I don't think they can win. Yes, they have been surprisingly successful without neither one of, of course, like I said, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, majority of the season. Hell, that's the, that's the biggest reason why, if you saw last episode, I gave Ty Lue coach of the year. However, this is not the regular season. This is the playoffs. And if you look, it's very hard to win a championship. It's very hard to win games in the playoffs if you don't have that star player. While, yes, Reggie Jackson has been good. Uh, Luke Kennard has been good. The people that have – people that you won't expect or that, you, that had to elevate their game did without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. However, once you get to the playoffs and teams start honing in on you, if they make the playoffs, because again they're in the playing, it's it's a lot it's a lot more difficult. So, the biggest reason why I don't think they will win the championship, which is L.A. and why I have them ranked last, is because 
they don't have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard. And it's hard, especially in the playoffs, to win without your best player or best players. Now, one reason why I think L.A. can win, because L.A. has been surprisingly better than expected this year. Ty Lue, I don't know. He's a, he's a good coach. What He's unlocked, you know. Reggie Jackson has been good. Moore's, the Moore's brother uh, has been great. This team has played great together. This team has has won games that they shouldn't have won. This team has, has held. A team that does not have Paul George or Kawhi Leonard should be nowhere close to a play-in, let alone the playoffs. So the fact that Ty Lue has been able to, to crack something that I didn't think was possible without star players is the, is the biggest reason why I think they can win. Uh, they've I've doubted them all year. I've, I've, I've doubted them all year. I even doubted them, even though they did lose, but I doubted them at, at the first game of the plan, even though they, they, they were in prime position to win. They just didn't. But yeah, man, I, I don't, it's, I just, it's, it's, it's shocking to me. Uh, how good they played, and because of that, I, that's one reason why they can win is because they've exceeded expectations, and they don't have a lot of expectations going in. You know, with Paul George right now in in you know health and safety protocol, which is why he's missing the playing game, and Kawhi Leonard. So, and that's that that's the biggest reason why I have them ranked last out of all the play in slash playoff teams. The next team I have is Atlanta. Atlanta is a Atlanta like a lot of these teams have 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 been I'm not going to say decimated with injury cuz they haven't been decimated but they did lose a key figure in injury with or due to injury and that is John Collins. And that is the biggest reason why I think that they could not win a championship is while well, yes, John Collins is is a he's a game changer for that team and he's not like a he's not a deciding factor as far as He's not a, a superstar or anything, but Atlanta thrives with when Trey Young, when Herder, when Clint Capella, and when Jonathan Collins or John Collins are all on the floor. And Atlanta is Atlanta feeds off their stars. And John Collins has turned into one of their stars. Like I said, he's not a superstar, but he's he's formed himself into one of their stars. And with him being out now, he could come back during the playoffs. He could come back whenever. But I do think there's something that has to be said. And we'll talk about another team when we when we move up in the rankings. But I, it, it's hard for me to 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 pick a team that relies so much on a player that's not there. Uh, not to mention the fact that they're not the best defensive team. And once, once you go up against some of the top teams in the East, you're going to need defense. And Atlanta does not play that good. They play, they're a good rim-protecting team because they have Clint Capella. But outside of that, you know, uh, Trey Young doesn't play defense that well. Bogdan Bagdanovich doesn't play defense that well. Uh, Herder doesn't play defense. Their best defender is, well, perimeter defender, I guess you can say, is is DeAndre Hunter. So I just, you know, I, that's, that's why I don't think Atlanta could win. I do think they – 
one reason why or one way I think they can win is just to ride that Trey Young train, man. Trey Young is is emerging as an offensive superstar in this league. Not emerging. He probably is an offensive superstar. I'm not going to go as far as all-around superstar, but offensively he is he can he's one of those players that can just catch fire quickly. He's one of those players that you look up, oh, shoot, he has 45. And the team needs all 45 of those points. Just a year ago, we saw, with Trey Young leading the way, we saw Atlanta make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. So we've seen that it can be done. And if it wasn't for, of course, them going against just the complete, uh, a complete and utter uh, mismatch in Milwaukee, but Atlanta, right, with Trey Young playing incredible, Kevin Herter was playing great. They, again, if you can make it to the Eastern Conference Finals, you can make it to the NBA Finals. So the one way, the one reason I think they could win is they just, Trey Young goes crazy. In fact, you can kind of say that that is a, 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 a positive and a negative for this team. In fact, you can kind of put that in the same category as why they won't win. This team is so dependent on Trey Young offensively not saying that let me say this Trey Young is the only player outside of maybe Ty or Lou Williams yeah. Trey Young is the only player that can really create his own shot in fact now that I'm really thinking about it Trey Young is the only player on Atlanta that can really consistently create his own shot and that's tough that's tough when you're in a playoff series man when when you need your best Trey Young like when and that's what we saw that's what we saw in Milwaukee a year ago when you put I'm sorry when you put the best defender when you put uh Drew Holiday on on a Trey Young when you put your best defender or when you solely focus your offense or defense on stopping Trey Young or slowing down Trey Young and you have to depend on other people to really create their shot they aren't consistent enough to do that so while yes Trey Young can carry you through a series he the lack of offensive help can ultimately doom you. So that's why I have not only Atlanta ranked so low, but that's why that's one big reason why I don't think Atlanta could win. And also that's one big reason why they could win, because of Trey Young. Now I have Cleveland. Um Cleveland Cleveland is an interesting team. Cleveland is a team that is is hugely affected by injury. How they're currently constructed without, in fact, the biggest reason why Cleveland could win a champ. No, how am I going? Cleveland is so losing now. He could play. Who he 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 probably is going to play moving forward. But losing Jonathan Allen was huge for. Uh, Huge for Cleveland as far as but with Jonathan Allen on the floor, they are one of the best defensive teams in the league. I think they're ranked top five with him off the floor, even with uh, a good defender like Evan Mobley, even with some of the pieces that they have, uh, Lloyd marketing. It, they are one of the worst defensive teams. That's just how big Jonathan Allen and his defensive presence is. Is felt, I guess you can say, and I guess that is that's one. 
That's one big reason why I don't think they'll be able to win because defensively, they rely a lot on Jonathan Allen. Now, Jonathan Allen's a great defender, don't get me wrong, but if he's not 100%, they they can still win offensively. You still have Darius Garland, you still have Kevin Love, but it's it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough when you're depending so much on uh, Jonathan Allen defensively. Now I can I can also put that in why they could win because Jonathan Allen will come back, and when he does come back, this team. Now again, this this all can be for naught because again the plans they could lose they could lose tonight. Again, I'm I'm recording this Friday Friday uh Friday eight Friday afternoon, so. You know, y'all can just skip through this and and just get to the other rankings. But if Cleveland does win, one of the biggest reasons why they can win is because they are a tall team. Again, you have Evan Mobley, Jonathan Allen, you have uh, Kevin Love, you have Lloyd Marketing. They are a tall. You have a Coro. They they are a tall team, and they. And you have a point guard that has exceeded expectations. Now, who would have thought that going into this season? Losing Colin Sexton, a team will be as good as they are, as Cleveland is, I guess you can say. Now, I'm not saying that losing – I will say this, and I'll be the one to say it. Losing Colin Sexton probably was a great thing for Cleveland. Not saying that Colin Sexton is a bad teammate. Not saying that he's a cancer. Not saying that Colin Sexton doesn't make Cleveland better. But – there's a reason why Darius Garland looks as good as he looks without Colin Sexton on the floor. Both of those, both of the, both of them, Colin Sexton and Darius Garland, are ball dominant guards that thrive in that are that game. Their games flourish the most with the ball in their hands. They're not the best off ball guards. Hell, that's what we see with Russell Westbrook. Russell Westbrook is not that good. In fact, he's not really good at all at playing off ball. Darius Garland's not the best as a catch and shoot player. Colin Sexton's definitely not the best at catch and shoot. So they both need the ball in their hands. So there, there's no, it's not a surprise why at Cleveland and Darius Garland looks as good as they look without Colin Sexton. Now, I, I, Again, one of the biggest reasons why I think they can win is because this team is great defensively when they have Jonathan Allen, and this team can win rugged games. That's what they want to do. They want to go out. They want to. They want to have you know muck it up. They want to win in the trenches. They want Darius Garland to to be incredible offensively, but they they don't want you to get anything inside. And with their height, with Evan Mobley, who could possibly win Rookie of the Year, with their with the size that they have. In their outside shooting with, like I said, Garland, with uh, Kevin Love, they could win it. They could. I don't think they can win if, you know, Jonathan Allen is not right. And the fact that they're not the greatest offensive team. Like, they kind of go through lows. And Darius Garland is a small guard, so you can put a bigger defender on him that's fast, and that kind of neutralize that. So um, that's Cleveland. And if you haven't been keeping up, uh, I have Atlanta, or I'm not gonna say keep it up. That kind of sounds disrespectful. If you if you have have lost track, uh, I have L.A., Atlanta, Cleveland, and now New Orleans. 
going from worst to all the way up to best. Um, New Orleans. New Orleans is an interesting team, man. Who would have thought that you trade away Anthony Davis? Trade away Anthony Davis. You get a whole bunch of young pieces. You get uh, Brandon uh, Brandon Ingram. You get Josh Hart. You get uh, Lonzo Ball. You trade away Lonzo Ball. I don't think Josh Hart's on the team anymore. Um, you you draft Zion Williamson number one. He misses the entire season, and you are pretty much a game away from being in the playoffs. And the team that you traded Anthony Davis for with L.A., while, yes, they did win a championship in the bubble, they're not even in the playoffs this year, which is it's it's crazy when you think about life. <laughs> but uh, New Orleans is an interesting team. New Orleans is a team that can catch fire. Like and when they catch fire with hell, if you look at the game when they the game they just had against the Spurs, C.J. McCollum outscored the starters in the first what first quarter like that's how good they can be and and, and shouts out to cj mccullough man it's it's tough especially i can imagine because i mean i'm not in the nba never will be never have been but i can imagine going from one team to another mid-season especially when you've built such a, a a rapport not only with the team but with damian lillard and with with those with those players to go to a whole nother team where you're not well. You're pretty much with with Zion not being there. You're pretty much like the alpha male. You're pretty much like their go-to score, and he's been incredible, man. C.J. McCollum is, you know, that really shows me how that really, you know, the the way C.J. McCollum has played that really shows me how hampered or how. Yeah, I guess you could say hampered. He had to to make his game to play next to Damian Lillard. Now, I'm not saying it was com- totally hampered, but CJ McCollum has complete reign. Like, he has the go. He has the green light to go. And while he had that in, he had that in uh, Portland, he also had an, another player right next to him in the same backcourt in Damian Lillard that can drop 50, that can drop 60 easily. And now that he's the man, especially offensively, now, yes, you have Brandon Ingram, but guard-wise, he's the man. He's going crazy. So, shout out to them. And that's that's the biggest reason why New Orleans can win, I guess you could say, is or win the championship. Because you have a duo in Brandon Ingram that can dominate, especially offensively, the forward position. And you have C.J. McCollum that can go off at any time that is a bucket that that's great you have uh jackson hayes who can provide you know a a spark especially in the paint with the lobs with with the blocks you have valachunas who's been great (laughs) this is a great team this is a really good team i'm not gonna say great because if you're there's a reason why you're in the plan but this is a really good team but then it kind of goes to why i don't think they can win or one reason why i think they won't win is because outside of B, outside of CJ McCollum and Brandon Ingram, where are you going to get your offense from? Where, like, who who is going to score? Let me let me just go. Hold on, New Orleans Pelicans. I know they have. Um, 
Oh, I know they had wasn't it Hibbert or something? Uh, but he's not a scorer. New Orleans Pelicans. Let me let me let me just take a glander at their roster real quick. Yeah, outside of them, Herbert Jones. He's a small. He's a defensive player. Yeah, nah, man. They don't. They this is this is tough to look at, man. <laughs> like what I'm saying. Outside with with Zion Williamson not there. Outside of C.J. McCollum and Brandon Ingram, they don't have. Another score on this team. So, I mean, I guess Devontae Graham. I guess. Why is. Why does. uh Was it Alzi? Alzi Johnson look like um, Juan Dixon with braids or with with uh, locks. That's funny. But yeah. <laughs> They don't. They don't have. They don't have a, another a third score outside of CJ and Brandon. And as we've seen, Brandon Ingram can kind of go through lulls. Like he can kind of disappear. You know, Brandon Ingram kind of reminds me of the basketball version of uh, Amari Cooper. Brandon Ingram can go crazy. Like you look up and he has 45, 48. Like good God, Brandon Ingram's going crazy. Then the next game, he can have five points and and. <laughs> And be like, damn, Brandon, what the fuck? Like, Brandon Ingram, to me, is is the Amari Cooper of basketball. And that shows you how good they are, but that also shows you, wait, they can disappear mid-game, especially games that they're needed. So, in the plan, I rank them New Orleans, Cleveland, Atlanta, and uh, and the Clippers. Uh, and the only reason why the Clippers last is because – Paul George is not playing due to uh due to excuse me due to the uh I guess covid. Um he's in health and safety protocol. I'm not going to say he has covid, but he's in healthy sa- health and safety protocol so he's not playing. Um So yeah, let's uh let's get to um let's get to the actual teams that we I know for sure are in the playing right now, or playoffs right now. And let's start with the bottom I'm going to go with Dallas. So right now I have L.A., Atlanta, Cleveland, New Orleans. Now Dallas. Now you're probably asking yourself, Dallas is fourth in the in the in the West. Why do you have them so low? Well, let me tell you. Dallas kind of Dallas reminds me. In fact, Dallas and Denver are in the same exact boat, in my opinion. Now, you're probably wondering why I have Denver higher than Dallas. I'll tell you right now. Dallas is going absolutely nowhere without Luka Doncic. Now, there's only one Luka Doncic in the league. Yes, I'm not... (laughs) I'm not, I'm not one of those people that say, hey... You know, you, you don't have another Luca. But what I'm saying is <sighs> losing losing Tim Hardaway was huge. Losing Maxi Kleber Kleber was huge. Like this team, yes, yeah, Spencer Dinwiddie's on the team, cool. Jalen Brunson's on the team, cool. Dwight Powell came back. Shouts out to Dwight Powell for coming back from injury. He's cool. But outside of that, D- Dorian Finney Smith, all right, cool. Dav Davis Bertans. This team relies so much. Now, of course, it's built around, you know, Luca's a superstar. So it's it's hard to get superstar. Um, 
it's hard to get superstar quality from players that aren't superstars, clearly. But this team is so th- – I'll say this. Luke, so Luka is more than likely going to miss the first two. For sure missing game one of the playoffs. Might more than likely miss game two with a, with a, a calf string. Oh, and for people, for people that's killing uh, Jason Kidd for having Luka in the last game, chill out. Chill out. They were playing. They were actually playing for something. You know, this, to me, there's two different spectrums. There's two completely different spectrums. There's what Jason Kidd did, which ultimately, you know, Luka Doncic got hurt. This is what Tom Thibodeau did with Derrick Rose when he was for, when he was playing in the Bulls or playing for the Bulls. Dallas was playing for seeding. If they would have won, they had a chance to make it all the way to the second. No, make it all the way to the third seed. So this, the last game was important for Dallas. They wanted to make it to the two or three seed, so they didn't have to worry about uh, Phoenix until the East or Western Conference Finals. So I understand why, and and I completely agree with Luka Doncic and with Jason Kidd playing the last game because you had something to play for it was for seeding what tom thibodeau did you're in a playoff game right yeah you're in a playoff game against philly you're up like 15 20 point or 12 points or something like that with like two minutes left why and derrick rose already done played like 40 minutes why are you still playing this man two minutes left up 12 or 15 or something like that why is Derrick Rose still playing? That I don't agree with. Like, come on, brother. Like, I understand it's the playoffs, but Philly was dead in the water. They weren't winning this game. Derrick Rose already done played 40 minutes. And you know the type of style that Derrick Rose plays. Like, it's not it's not cohesive. Like, it's not smart. What Luka Doncic and, and Jason Kidd did, they were playing for seating. They were playing for something. Now, I, I know for people that's about to type, you're in the playoffs. Why are you not playing for something? That's the playoffs. Yes, but the game was won. Hell, you know the game was won because Philly already took out their starters. They were playing the bench players that don't play. So Philly already done waved the right flag. Why is the Chicago Bulls playing their their MVP starter? That doesn't make it doesn't make sense. But I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna go down that rabbit hole again. Let's go to Dallas. So the way the reason why they could win is because they have Luka Doncic. They have Luka Doncic, and for some reason, oh damn, I keep hitting the mic. For some reason, when Luka Doncic plays, when he's not the greatest defender, but Dallas is a pretty good defensive team when he plays. Uh, I don't know what it is because they don't really have a defender on the team outside of, I guess Dorian Finney-Smith. Uh, yeah, they don't. They're not the best, but they they are pretty good defensively. When Luca plays for some, for for however reason, and they they actually came into the playoffs before the injury. Now, they came to the playoffs as one of the hottest teams, so they can ride that and all the way to the championship, and of course ride Luca whenever he gets back from his calf injury. So that's why they could win. It couldn't. They can't win is if Luca does not get right in time, and you look up and they're down two zero or or o two or o three. That's not no. That's it's there ain't nothing Luca can do. I don't see them buzzing four straight if they're down 0-2 or if they're down, you know, 0-3. And that's very possible if he doesn't play the first two games. 
so of this series due to a calf strain. And calf strains can be serious. People that think they're joking. I mean, look at look at well, look at James Harden when he was playing for you know Brooklyn last year. It's calf strains can turn into something extremely serious very quickly if it's not if it's not nursed right. And playing a NBA game in the playoffs, I don't think is the greatest you know uh, remedy for success to get that back healthy. So. Um, yeah, uh, they can win if they ride Luka because Luka is one of the best players in the league. MVP conversation this year. And they can lose because that's all they have is Luka. That's all they have is Luka. Uh, next, I'm going to go Milwaukee. Oh, uh, no, not Milwaukee. Whoa. Next, I'm going to go Minnesota, the Timberwolves. First and foremost, do I think that let's let's talk about the celebration. Let's let's talk about the celebration. Do I think the celebration was a tad bit over the top? Yes. I do. They were celebrating like they won a championship. Uh, you know, and, and for people that don't know what I'm talking about, the Minnesota Timberwolves beat the L.A. Clippers in the, the first playing game, which automatically put them in the playoffs. I don't think they've been in the play. They haven't won a playoff game, I think, since 2005. A game, not a series, a game. So, and they were going crazy. Uh, Patrick Beverly was jumping on the jumping on the, the scores table, took his jersey off, threw it in the stands. He was crying. Cat uh, and Jordan Wood embraced each other at the end. It was, it was a lot. So, do I think they kind of went overboard? Yes. But do I understand? And am I mad that they went overboard? No. First and foremost, this team ain't ain't won a playoff game since 2005. That is what was I doing in 2005? What what happened? What was happening in 2005? 2005. Uh In 2005, Kanye West's late registration came out. The documentary 1 came out. The Carter 2 came out. The massacre came out. Fifty Cent. Let's get it. Thug motivation came out. This was this was the last. The people's chant from Paul Wall, underrated album by the way, came out. This was the last time that. <laughs> this was the last time that Tony Yayo just dropped an album lord jesus the last time that the chameleonaire sounds of revenge funny thing chameleonaire sounds of revenge is one of the first this is a little side note was one of the first albums i bought from walmart now for people that don't know because i clearly didn't know back then walmart does not have explicit albums i didn't know that so i bought I think I bought, I know I bought Chameleonaire, and I believe I bought Idlewild, the 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 Outcast soundtrack jump for the out for the movie. I go home ready to ready to pour my heart out to these songs, and what do you know? No curse words. Now I'm no, I don't mind it, but it just takes away from the experience. Not saying that I just blurt out the curse words all the time, but it is what it is. So back to the point. Back to the point. I understand why Minnesota was celebrating so much because they haven't, they didn't, they have not won a, they have not won a playoff game, not a series, a game since 2005. So I understand you celebrate, not to mention, I, I get the, I, it's been, 
Patrick Beverly is like the ultimate chip on your shoulder, dude. So I, the fact that he he played he's played he played his best in his career when he was with the Clippers, and the fact that they pretty much I'm not gonna say threw him away, but they they pretty much didn't need, want him anymore. They traded him to Memphis, who then ultimately traded him to Minnesota. I get why he was going a little crazy. I do. I do. So I'm while yes, I do think there was a little overboard. I understand it, and I'm not mad at it. I mean, you can clearly say that this mattered to them. So I'm kind of with a uh, JJ Reddick kind of went crazy on it, like he was kind of going to rant mode. But I understand, you know, you it means something to these players. But back to my ranking, um, I have them slightly over Dallas because, and the reason why I think they could win is because they are surprising. They're actually one of the hottest teams coming into this playoffs. Like, Carl Anthony Towns has had a crazy year. Um, especially, let me say, not a crazy year. But he's gone crazy, especially after All-Star, you know, winning the three-point contest. He's been crazy. Anthony Edwards has been great. Uh, D'Angelo Russell has been good, and he's been clutching big moments. And Patrick Beverly, Quadras kept, even though he, he pretty much gets tossed every game, he's been important. And he's probably the, you know, probably, he's their best guard defender. So this team can ride that momentum that they have going into the playoffs. Now, even though they, they can ride that momentum going into the playoffs or that they, they can ride that momentum that they had that regular end of the season uh, in the plan going to the playoffs. They, you know, Carl Anthony Towns can go crazy like he's been doing. Anthony Edwards seems that he's been killing whoever's on him. Uh, I could, you know, that's they can just ride that momentum. And when they're hot, they're hot. Hell, you even saw in the plan they were they look like they were dead to water going. You know, I think they were down double digits against. Um, the Clippers. Paul George was going crazy, having 34, and then they just they were three after three after three. D'Angelo Russell was going crazy from mid range. Carl Anthony Towns played got played horrible. I think he had like six points the entire. Like Carl Anthony Towns was playing, he fouled out. It, he was playing bad, and they still won. So that that kind of shows. I mean, if they play well enough. Even with Carl Anthony Towns playing bad, if he just steps his game up, you know what I'm saying? The reason why I don't think they can win is that there's a bit, there's a reason why they were in the plan. Um, to me, they're like a seesaw as far as when they're high, they're really high. Like, again, Carl Anthony Towns plays incredible. Uh, D'Angelo Russell gets into gets into the mid range and, and has a nice mid range shot. Uh Anthony Edwards, he is emerged as one of the better young or one of the best young players in the league. Like they when they're great, they're great. But when they're bad, they are drastically bad. D'Angelo Russell, he's never really been a defender, but that just gets exploited. Anthony Edwards can't hit a bucket to save his life. Carl Anthony Towns, all he does is shoot threes. When he's when he makes one or when he thinks that this is night, he just chucks it from three. Patrick Beverly is not a bucket at all. He's almost like a self-check on offense. That is the extreme. So, like I said, it's kind of like a seesaw for for Minnesota. It's like, okay, what what Timberwolves team are we getting? Are we getting the, the, the great Timberwolves team? Are we getting the Timberwolves team that there's a big reason why they were in the plan? So 
That's why they, because they're so inconsistent, inconsistent as a team, is why. Uh, even though you know McDaniel's is a good defender, but that's about, offensively, nah. That's 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 why I have them slightly above Dallas. And shocker, the next team I have is Chicago. Now, for, whoa, Jay, Chicago's like rank. Whoa, what are you doing, Chicago? Yes, yes. And I'm gonna just go straight to why. Now, yes, let me say this. DeMar DeRozan deserves to be in the MVP conversation. Do I think he should be top five? I don't. I don't know. I don't think so. But I do think you know missing. Zach Levine, a lot, most of the, a lot of the season definitely hurt. Missing Alex Caruso hurt. That that's one of the biggest reasons. One of the biggest reasons why I don't think they can win is this is an injury plagued team. Now, yes, Chicago looked incredible when they were fully healthy. Again, Lonzo Ball was playing great. Alex Caruso was playing great. Vucevic was good. You know, is good in the paint. DeMar DeRozan's playing incredible with Zach Levine. They looked they look really good completely healthy, but they're not completely healthy. You don't have Lonzo Ball, who's your best. You can go back and forth between him and Alex Caruso as your best on-ball defender. Uh, Vucevic is kind of, he, he, yeah, he's kind of, you know. So the, one of the biggest reasons why I don't think they can win is because of injury. And I have been, I have, I have pounded this stat. This entire year. I don't think. I think they're. Chicago has not beat a top tier team in any conference. Whether it's the Eastern Conference or the West Conference. They have not beat a top team this entire year. And that's even with their top players. That's even with all their players. What they did is what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to feed on the lesser teams. The non-playoff teams. They fed like. Like fed handsomely, they fed on bottom tier teams. It's just when you get to teams that you're actually going to have to play in the playoffs, they are god awful. They it, and and hell, you're in the playoffs now, so it ain't no ain't no scrub. Hell, they got the worst first first round matchup they couldn't possibly get, and that is Milwaukee. So. <laughs> So, I mean, so I guess you're, so I got to think, how can they win? Well, like I said, you have DeMar DeRozan, and they have DeMar DeRozan. <laughs> and, and I will be, I will say this. I was shocked at how well DeMar DeRozan fit with not only the Bulls as a whole, but with Zach Levine. And I thought that they're just both two scores, but they've been, they've both been great together. Um, even though they haven't played a lot together this entire year, you still have DeMar DeRozan and you have Zach Levine. I, you have Vucevic, I think. Like, it's. They have, and again, nobody expected DeMar DeRozan to have an MVP caliber season, which he has had. So they can ride that, hopefully. But I, to me, I have, out of all these teams, man, out of. You know, all the teams that are currently in the playoffs now, I have the least amount of I have more faith, even though I do have them ranked higher. I have more faith in Minnesota pulling up a huge upset against the Grizzlies than I have Chicago pulling an upset against Milwaukee. In fact, I will put I will say this there. I will put this uh, prediction out. 
I think I will be shocked, blown away, if Chicago wins two games this series. You know, to be honest with you, I'll be shocked if they win one. Now, anyone can sneak one in, but I'll still be shocked. I have Milwaukee sweeping, easily sweeping Chicago. Just, again, I have not seen Chicago play well. And I'm not going to say play well. I have not seen Chicago beat a top-tier team. When I say top-tier, a, a team that's in the playoffs. I don't even think they've won any game against a team that's in these playoffs, except the playing games. So, nah, I don't see it. But I have Chicago ranked over Minnesota. So, Next up is Utah. Man, the the reason why they can win is the reason why they could win all the for a couple years now. They have, you know, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. You have Rudy Gobert that's protecting the rim. You have Donovan Mitchell who's who's incredible offensively. That's the reason why they can't. And, but and that's the reason why they can win. But we've seen this time and time and time and time again. It's like. The league is different, and I guess this kind of goes into why they can't win as well. The league is different, you know what I mean? Like, let's talk about Rudy Gobert for a second, because shouts out to my man Jordan. He has his own podcast. Uh, I think it's called Jordan Rules. Uh, go check that out. But shouts out to my man Jordan. I think he dropped an episode on Monday, or no, dropped an episode yesterday, or Friday. I don't know, man. He dropped an episode recently talking about Rudy Gobert, and... He was pretty much like <laughs> he was killing Rudy Gobert, man. <laughs> like, like Rudy Gobert just didn't stand a chance. But there is some merit to what now I think I think Jordan was going a little overboard, but that's just the type of person he is. It's either he's pretty much two extremes. But I do I, I there is some merit to one thing that he said. And that is Rudy Gobert is not that good of a defender. Now you're probably thinking a man that has what three, two or three, three defensive player of the year awards. Like, how the hell is he not a good defender? But then you think about today's game. And what I cannot do is I cannot get last year when when they were up big against uh the Clippers. The Clippers did something that Broke the broke the series wide open and why the Clippers ultimately not only came back and won, but went to the Western Conference Finals. Rudy Gobert is an incredible rim protector. He's probably one of the best rim protectors the league has ever seen. One of, not the best. One of the best rim protectors the league has ever seen. The problem is when you get Rudy Gobert out from the paint, when you put when you force him to have to guard someone in the mid range, when you force him to have to guard someone in the three point line, Rudy Gobert is a liability. He's not fast enough laterally. He's not he can't move his feet fast enough. He's just not good at guarding the perimeter. Now, of course, you don't want him to guard the perimeter because of his height, because of he's best when he is close to the rim. The only problem is when you play teams like the Clippers and you have Morse, when you play teams uh, that has a big that can shoot threes or has a big that can stretch the floor, you kind of make 
Rudy Gobert kind of turns into a liability more than anything. And that's that's one of the biggest, and I'm not putting it all on him, but that's one of the biggest reasons why year after year, Utah loses. And not to mention the fact that they can't keep a lead to Utah has to be has to Utah has to be up there in top five teams this year to blow double digit leads. They have blown multiple double digit, and that's the th- that's the thing. They blow double digit leads like in the fourth quarter. Like it's 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 god awful. And I don't know what it is, man. Like you have again Donovan Mitchell. You have some pieces. I don't know. Now again. I don't want to just the reason why I think they can win is because, again, you have Donovan Mitchell and we've seen him go crazy. We've seen him have incredible series. We see him have incredible games. And, and then it's like you have the two positions that you want to be filled correctly. You have a big that is a great screener, is a great rim protector, is a good pick and roll as far as no, let me say this, pick and roll as far as roll to the basket. And I'm only passing it to you if you're at the basket. Anywhere else, nah. But he's a good rim protector, and he's he's a really good screener because of how big and how you know wide he is. But again, that's that's why they could win. But then they're also I hate to like I feel like I'm bashing on Utah, but there's also something to be said that yo Donovan Mitchell has more turnovers this year than passes to Rudy Gobert. I'm not saying assists. I'm saying passes to when Donovan Mitchell has the ball, passes it to Rudy Gobert. He has more turnovers this year than passes to Rudy Gobert. That's just there's something about that relationship that's not manifesting the way it should. Now, we've heard rumblings since probably the whole uh, COVID situation um, with Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. So I understand that. But. This team, there's a reason why they keep blowing leads as they did this entire year. And, and it's actually expanded just from the year. Like, it's, it's been going back to the playoffs. Um, there's a reason. Yes, they can ride Rudy Gobert. They can ride Donovan Mitchell to the championship. They can also get bounced first round. They can also get bounced second round. And then that's that's just how it is for Utah. That's why they're kind of difficult to uh, to assess. You know what I mean? Then you have Denver. Now, you're probably asking yourself, wait, didn't you say that Denver and Dallas are in the same position? Yes, I did. So why do you have Dallas? So you have Minnesota, Chicago, then Utah, then you have Denver, but you're saying Dallas and Denver are the same. Here's what I mean. Denver has Nikola Jokic, (laughs) who... In all likelihood, probably will win, maybe will win his second straight MVP. Nikola Jokic is unlike any center we've seen as far as his scoring ability, his passing ability. Um, I mean, again, there's a reason, and it is huge, when you're the first player ever to have 2,000 points, 1,000 rebounds, and 500 assists in a season. Nikola Jokic, again, will probably win his second straight MVP. And this team feeds off Nikola Jokic like he is a lifesaver, which which he is. This team, if you look, their plus minus with him on and off the floor is tremendous. 
even with a, a player like Aaron Gordon, even with a player like uh, what's his name, Will Barton, Nikola Jokic is like <laughs> Nikola Jokic is like a slider on two K. Without him, he he's with <laughs> Nikola Jokic, bro. When he's on the floor, Denver looks like a completely different team than off the floor. When they're when he's off the floor, Denver just loses all capability and all like skill. Even with, you know, Morris, even with the players that they have, even with Aaron Gordon, they just lose all they just got awful. When he's on the floor, they are incredible. Like they they're great. And that's that's the biggest reason why they could win is because you have Nicole Jokic, you have a possible two time MVP, and he does so much for this team, especially offensively and kind of defensively too. He's not the best defender, but his defensive presence allows other people to regular other people to do other things if that I know is simple it sounds simple but it's not now Aaron Gordon doesn't have to worry about defending you know a center now it's it's you know and he's in and while Nicole Jokic is not the greatest defender he's a big body so that's why you know he he's it's it's different it's different so that's why they could win because you have Nicole Jokic and he does so much for this team why they could lose is because now there's one because Nicole Jokic does so much for this team. Yo, this team is not good defensively. You Denver is not good defensively, especially with Nicole Jokic off the floor. They are better with him on the floor, but that doesn't mean that they're still they're not a good defensive team. Yes, I just said that they're better. There's a difference between being better and being good. I can be I am a better I <laughs> I am a better football player than my sister. That doesn't mean I'm a good football player. That's that that's that's what I can say. Denver is a better defensive team with Nikola Jokic on the floor, but they're not that good a defensive team. Also, we've been saying it all season, but it's really going to come into effect in the playoffs. When you don't have your top, when you don't have your team, right? And when you're missing key, key players. Now, there's difference between missing. Let me let me think of a player. There's different. Mm, let's look at. Uh, let's look at Cleveland. Let's look at Cleveland. There's a difference between missing Jared Allen and missing uh, Lloyd Marketing. And that's no offense to Lloyd Marketing. That's no offense to. Jared Allen, but there's a difference between missing Lori Marketing and Lauren missing Jared Allen. They both do different things on the floor. They both have a different dynamic. While they're both key players, there's a difference between missing Jared Allen and missing Lori Marketing. There's a difference, but let's go to another team, uh, a better example. There's a difference between missing Steph Curry and missing Jordan Poole. Both incredibly important to the team but both are completely different so while people say you know denver has gotten to the sixth seed and has been successful this year without jamal murray and 
Michael Porter Jr. There's a difference between not having them in the playoffs and not having them in the regular season. And there's a difference when you miss someone like Jamal Murray compared to missing someone like Capazzo. Jamal Murray is their Jamal Murray is the only play only guard on this team on which is Denver that can consistently get get their own shot. Now, yes, Will Barton can do it, but Will Barton is is like a microwave. Like he's either hot or he is cold. <laughs> That's there's no in between. They Denver is going to miss, and Denver has missed all season. The offensive output that Jamal Murray and that um, Michael Porter Jr. can create. And Denver still is not a defensive. Denver was never, even with them, Denver, even with Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr., they were never really a defensive team. What they were hoping is and what they need, what they've been doing is relying on their offense. Because a team looks drastically different when you have Nicole Jokic, Aaron Gordon, um, DeMarcus Cousins has been good for this team coming off the bench. And Will Barton looks completely different than Jamal Murray, Michael Porter Jr., Aaron Gordon, and uh, Nicole Jokic. That looks completely different. While, no, you're still not that good a defensive team, you can outscore a lot of people. So the reason why Denver could win is because you have Nicole Jokic. And Nicole Jokic is, is the ultimate Swiss Army knife, especially at center. The reason why you can't win is because this team is you will really feel the impact of not having Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. And this team is not good defensively enough to overcome. Not only not only are they not good defensively to overcome, they're not good offensively either to overcome them. Now, yes, they've been able to do it all season, but. There, again, there's a difference when you're in the playoffs, and now you're going up against a Golden State team, which even if they don't have Steph Curry for the entire, which is looking like they will, even if it don't, let me say this, even if Steph Curry is not 100%, Klay Thompson looks like he's rounding into form, Jordan Poole has been incredible, and Draymond Green looks like he's rounding into form defensively. So, again, you can ride the Nikola Jokic train, which is a good train. You know, he's he's been incredible. Again, he very well might win his second straight MVP. Uh, but then again, you're really going to feel the effects of not having Jamal Murray and uh, Michael Porter Jr. And what for people that the last thing I'm going to say about this for people that say, but wait, Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are not defenders. Yes, I understand that. They're never they were never going to be a really good defensive team. What they were hoping for is that there there would be there would be they, Denver would be such a great offensive team that their defense can kind of like it can over it can supersede how lackluster they are defensively. So that's what they were hoping for. So that's Denver. Oh man. Let's get to it. I have Brooklyn. I have Brooklyn next. So let me get one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. My ninth team going from worst to best, is Brooklyn. And uh, I'm going to tell you why. Um, let me first start with the obvious. The obvious is why they can win. They have the best offensive duo in the league. 
you have two players in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving that can go nuclear. In fact, we've seen them go nuclear at the same time. We saw Kyrie Irving, what, drop like 50. Oh, no, the last, the play-in game. Kyrie Irving went 12 for 12 before missing a shot. He went 12 for 12 the first half. Kyrie Irving was going crazy. And then when Kyrie Irving kind of slowed down the second half, KD sealed the game for them. They the the biggest reason why they can win is because they have the they have two nuclear bombs that can go off at any moment. They have two players that are arguably top five offensive weapons. In fact, let's just be real here. They have two players, unarguably two of the best offensive weapons in the league. You have one player uh, who a lot of people consider as the best player in the league. You have another player who some consider as the most skilled player in NBA history in, in Kyrie Irving. So that's the biggest reason why they can win. They can just, they both are, are used to big game moments, used to big games, used to big series, and they can take over a series. They can take over, they can take over a series. Plain and simple. Not to mention, you they have, I mean, you have you have complementary pieces. You have complementary offensive pieces. Meaning you have um you, that's there's a reason why when you make the trade for James Harden, you get a Seth Curry. You get a um you get a Seth Curry, you get a Andre Drummond, be, so that you know, and you get a, well, you get an Andre Drummond and Seth Curry, so you can kind of relieve some of the scoring off of Kyrie Irving, some of the scoring off of uh, off of Patty Mills. You can have a rim protector, which is Andre Drummond. You can also have a rim presence, a rim score, Andre Drummond. So that's the biggest reason why they can win is you have two nuclear bombs that can go off at any moment, and they both can go off at the same time, which is Kyrie Irving and Kevin Kevin Durant. But to me, and the reason why I have them, what, ninth, going from worst to best, is... Uh, they're... Their offensive ability is so great that there's a lot of times when it overshadows a lot, a lot of holes. Their offensive, their offensive output sometimes shadows the fact that they're not a good defensive team at all. Yeah, they have defensive moments. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Durant is 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 good defensively at times. Yes, Kyrie Irving is good defensively at moments, but as a collective whole, the team is not good defensively. Uh Nick Claxton is not the defensive person that they need him to be. Andre Drummond, while he's good and while he's he's a great rebounder, he hasn't been the rim protector they need him to be. Now I understand he came at the trade deadline, but this team is not good defensively. And while, yes, you have two nuclear bombs in 
Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. It's hard when now again, I can't imagine because I'm not that good. Never been, never will be that good. But it's hard to ask and expect a player to be as good offensively as they are every game. And the reason why they ask them that is because that's really the only way they can win. Hell, look at that Cleveland game and the play-in. If it wasn't for Kyrie Irving going crazy and Kevin Durant doing what he's doing at the end of the game, they would. They, there's a very good chance they wouldn't win. They would not have won. I'm sorry. It's tough, man. It's tough. And I haven't said... I haven't said his name, but I'm going to. Now you add in the Ben Simmons uh, component to this whole contraption. Ben Simmons alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving can definitely win you a championship. But we have not seen Ben. Now they're saying that Ben Simmons is gearing up um, to play. Look, there he's targeting games three, four, and five. Of, of this series against Boston, which is the playoffs, round one. We have not seen Ben Simmons since last year's playoffs when not only did we have the infamous, you're right at the rim with Trey Young right there and you pass it off to Matisse Thimble, but he did not want to touch the ball because he was scared to get fouled. Meaning that he's not all there confidence-wise mentally. So the first games that you bring him back on a new team, by the way, is the playoffs? And you think that's going to be so cohesive? Don't get me wrong. If you give, if you gave it a year or 20 games, you gave it 20 games together, I'll be like, ah, yeah, I can understand that. They, they, can, they, they can do some things. This will be the first game. Practice is different. This will be the first game that Ben Simmons plays alongside Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. I don't, to me, that, that's not cohesive in winning a championship. Yes, if they get more time together, maybe next year, but no, 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 no. Because you know what teams are going to do? Whoever's guarding Ben Simmons, because we haven't seen him because apparently he had back issues. We haven't seen him since last playoffs. So it's like whoever's guarding Ben Simmons, you just double KD or double Kyrie, whoever the hell's going off, and say, yo, Ben Simmons, do something. Wall up the wall, you know, wall the paint up. Ben Simmons, you're gonna have to shoot. We're gonna put you on the line. We're gonna have, we, you're gonna have to shoot. We see that you've been trying to, you've been working on your shot with Kyle, uh, Kyle Corver. You have to. You have to show us something. Then what happens if he does that and he just got awful? What does that do to his mental? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a lot of questions that they have that that that's gonna be had. I don't nah be new. No. That's why I have them as low as I do. Because while you have two incredible pieces, everything else around them doesn't isn't isn't reliable. Especially defensively, even with Ben Simmons. Because I don't know, hell, we don't know what the hell we're getting from Ben Simmons because he ain't played since last year's playoffs. So that's why I have Brooklyn where I have, what, ninth? Above Brooklyn, I have Toronto. 
the team that nobody talks about, nobody talks about Toronto. And while Toronto, Toronto has played above, way above expectation. Pascal Siakam has had a great season. Fred Van Vliet has had a great season. I never would have thought that Gary Trent Jr. would be such a huge acquisition for this team. He's been great. Scotty Barnes has been great, who I, I mean, if you listened to last episode or watched last episode, I picked him as the uh, rookie of the year. It, This team has been incredible. And I think that's, that's one of the biggest reasons why I think they could win is because they they are great. They're a rugged team. They're a great defensive team. They have pieces that can hit shots when they need to, like Fred Van Vliet, like uh, Gary Trent Jr. They have a player that, as we've seen multiple times, can take over a series, and that's Pascal Siakam. Or, you know, and a team that lost Kyle Lowry, who was, of course, a mainstay for the team and got back so much It's or – has been able to be this successful has been uh, been crazy. So that's why Toronto can win. And the fact that they met, well, we'll move. Well, one of the biggest reasons why I think that Toronto can't win is it's kind of like, um, we talked about with, uh, I don't remember who it was with new Orleans. We've seen Toronto play incredible. When Toronto was firing on all cylinders, they are damn near unstoppable. That's how good they have length, they have quickness, they have size, they have shooters, they have defenders. Like when they're all firing on all cylinders, they are incredible. When they're not firing on all cylinders, <laughs> good God. Like it, it doesn't look Scotty Barnes. He's not the best shooter anyways, but when he's not hidden, he's not hidden. Pascal Siakam, I mean, he still has the spin moves. He's, he still does wild things at times. It's Pascal Siakam, you know what I mean? Gary Trent Jr., we've seen him, especially when he was on Portland, go through cold spells. And Fred Van Vliet is a small guard. And there, I don't remember who said this. But there is some merit to it that there has never been a small guard to lead your team, lead a team to a championship. Not saying they haven't won the championship because when you look at small guards, you can think Kyrie Irving. He's six two. He's a small guard, uh, but he also played alongside LeBron James. When you see, if you want to consider Steph Curry a small guard, he's six three. Um, he also is one of the if not one of is the greatest shooter of all time playing next to in my opinion the second greatest shooter of all time in Clay Thompson you also had Kevin Durant and even the championship they did they 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 didn't win uh or the championship they won without Kevin Durant so had Draymond Green they, it was a great team so there is something to be said that a small guard cannot lead a team to a championship so and Fred Van Vliet is pretty small so that's why I don't think Toronto could win um, is because they don't really have a superstar and they don't really have a dependable player as far as if, if you need someone to take a series over. We've seen Pascal Siakam do it. That's a lie. We've seen him take over games. He did that in the finals, but he also was playing alongside Kawhi Leonard and uh, Kevin Durant got hurt. Uh, Steph Curry got hurt that series. And, of course, we know what happened to Klay Thompson. So, yeah. 
Let's go to Philly. And Philly's an interesting team. Philly's a very interesting team. Let's to me you have to start with why they can't win. You acquire James Harden in the blockbuster trade. Uh you get off of um you get off of Ben Simmons. You also have to trade Seth Curry, you also have to trade Andre Andre Drummond. Um but you get James Harden, you get the prize, you get a top 75 player all time, you, you get James Harden. And you pair him alongside Joel Embiid, who could also very well, just like Nicole Jokic, win MVP this year. But we've seen James Harden in big moments in the playoffs. And more times than not, we've seen James Harden falter. We've seen James Harden fall flat. Uh, And one of the biggest reasons, not to mention the fact that we've been talking all year about Kyrie Irving possibly couldn't play in the playoffs because he's not vaccinated. Um, While, yes, Matisse Leinbuch can play in the playoffs, he's unable to play in Toronto, who will be their first-round matchup. Not saying that they will lose to Toronto, but they could very well lose if James Harden does not play. Like, I'm not... At this point, I can't expect... We can't expect James Harden to be the same James Harden that was back in Houston. He just... He hasn't been that all. He hasn't been that when he was with Brooklyn, and he hasn't been that since he's been with Philly. You just can't. He doesn't have the same body type. It looks like he's a step slower. It. We just can't expect that. But what we have to expect, like Jalen, Jalen Rose even said it. Yo, his fourth quarters have been horrible. They look like concerts, concert tours, or concert dates. That's what Jalen Rose said. We need, not we. Philly needs him to be better in situations like that. Because if not. Yes, Joel Embiid can score 50, I mean, can score 40, 45 every night, but that's taxing, especially on a big body like Joel Embiid. And when Cleveland, not Cleveland, when Toronto is going to throw everything at him, like James Harden, you're going to have to, you're going to have to do something. Not to mention James Harden, they're probably going to put Scotty Barnes on James Harden. So that's, I know it's going to be tough, but you're going to have to do something, bro. Not to mention the fact that you're missing your best defender or perimeter defender and Matisse Thibel. He's not going to be able to play due to COVID. I mean, no, due to not being vaccinated and you can't play if you're in Toronto. So it's going to be tough. But why they can win is because they have arguably the second best duo in the league with Joel Embiid and uh, Joel Embiid and James Harden. When they're both on, I mean, again, Joel Embiid could very well win MVP this year. Uh, James Harden has won an MVP. James Harden has had put up some godly numbers uh, his entire career, and when they're both on fire, they they can they can be hard to stop. So, not to mention they have some 
if they make it out of Toronto, they have Matisse Steinbel, who is uh, a good, well, they'll have him for home games, which is a great defender. You still have Danny Green, who's a solid defender and who can hit a three from time to time. Tyrese Maxey has had an incredible season, um, and he's definitely stepped up. He, you can all, While I don't think he's going to win, and I wouldn't vote for him, but you can have an argument that he is the most improved player. Uh, especially seeing as though he had to be with the whole Ben Simmons situation. Um, that's why Philly could win. So, uh, yeah. Now you get into the one, two, three, four, five, six. Uh, we're in top six, so we can't really make the announcement until you get a top five. <laughs> um, let's go to Boston. So that's number six, Boston. And the only reason why I have number six and one of the biggest reasons why I think they can't win is because losing Robert Williams. Now, Robert Williams could very well play in the playoffs. Now, of course, I don't I don't think he's going to be good for game one or two. But losing Robert Williams is huge, especially when we talk about the defensive scheme that Boston wants to run. Boston, especially towards the end of the season, was the best defensive team uh, in the league and it, it really wasn't that close yeah Miami was up there but no it's it's Boston Boston they with the length they have with like I said when Robert Wood was there, Robert Williams I'm sorry was there uh Jason Tatum Jalen Brown were playing great defense Marcus Smart who from what I'm hearing could possibly or probably win defensive player of the year which I may not agree but it is what it is um they they have been great uh they've been great and they have been one of the hottest teams going in and a lot of that especially defensively is predicated on having Robert Williams I mean Al Horford is not the best defender so when he's in the game the defensive scheme is completely different because he's not a rim protector like that so having Robert Williams was big and that's the biggest reason why I don't know if they can win or not because they don't have him now, again, reports are he could possibly come back in the playoffs. We'll see. But until then, that's the biggest reason why they can't win. One of the biggest reasons why they can win is everything that I said outside of Robert Williams. They are one of the hottest teams. You have a young superstar uh, in Jason Tatum. You have a young star, bridge superstar in, not bridge. You have a young star in Jalen Brown. You have a great defender in Marcus Smart. You have a, a you, it, they're, May Adoku is a great coach. <laughs> it's a good team. It's a very good team. And they are firing all cylinders. Boston, it's, it's crazy, man. Boston got, even though you're going to have to go up against KD and, and Kyrie, they have a very favorable matchup against Brooklyn. You got, you got what you want. You got the, you got the beast. You got the two beasts. Like you're going to have to do something with it. And, Outside of those two, which by the way, you can put Jay, well, you can put Marcus Smart on Kyrie Irving, you can put Jason Tatum on KD. Not saying that this is going to stop them, but it, it's it's going to be a matchup to ha- to be had. Everyone else, Boston. All right. So if you would have done top ten players, right, of this of this series of this matchup, and Ben Simmons is a wild card, so you can't put Ben Simmons in there right now. It is, in my opinion. Number one, KD, clearly. I mean, I would say number two, uh, Jason Tatum. 
just because of while no Kyrie yes Kyrie Irving is a better offensive player than Jason Tatum I think Jason Tatum is that much better defensively and the fact that Jason Tatum is still a bucket offensively I mean he has multiple 60 point games uh so I have Ky, uh what's the name KD Jason Tatum then I have Kyrie Irving and then the next few few people are is is Celtics Jalen Brown uh Marcus Smart Maybe Al Horford. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... I will go with Boston. So, um, that's why I have Boston at six. They can win because they're hot as ever. And you have a great... You have a superstar to to to, to carry you home in Jason Tatum. You have a young star in, in, in Jalen Brown. You have a great defender. You, you have great pieces. And this team is hot at the right time. The reason why they, they may possibly not win is because you have... You losing Robert Williams is huge. That's why a lot of people took them. Took a lot of people had the Celtics as a championship favorite, seeing how good they were playing. Once Robert Williams went down, yeah, nah. So, well, now we get to the top five. Uh, and for number five, I have Miami. And to me, Miami is probably one of the most disrespected number ones we've seen since. Wasn't the uh, wasn't the Grizzlies number one one time? Uh, yeah, Miami's probably one of the most disrespected number ones that we've seen in a while. As far as the East, um, they've been great, and the, one of the biggest reasons why they can win is because they are when they're all on, <laughs> they are they are undoubtedly the best defensive team in the league. I mean, when you think about that, like on any given play. If you have the ball, you're going to have either Kyle Lowry, P.J. Tucker, Jimmy Butler, or Bam Adebayo in your face. And all of them are potential all-NBA defenders. It It's it's going to be tough. That's, this team is, is exactly what Miami is, a rugged team. Uh, they have gems on the bench. They have, you know, uh, what, Cody or Kobe Martin. They have they have gems. They have players that you wouldn't expect to be great are great. They have arguably well no pretty much Tyler Euro is gonna win six man of the year, so they have Tyler Euro. They have a squad, man. It's gonna be tough. Um But the reason why I don't think or the reason why they possibly couldn't win is this team when they're Jimmy Butler Quiet as kept has not been good offensively all year. This team, their most reliable offensive weapon has been Tyler Euro. And while, yes, he's been good, he's going to win sixth man of the year, I don't see him carrying a team offensively. Like Duncan Robinson, he's good, but he has been inconsistent this year as well. The most consistent player offensively has been Tyler Euro. And... Tyler Euro's offense ain't going to carry you, <laughs> even with the incredible defense. Tyler Euro's offense, Jimmy Butler, especially shooting threes, has been terrible this year. Uh, they Their def, their offense can can just disappear, and that, damn, that can be catastrophic for them. So they can win because they're the best defensive team in the league, honestly, when they're all firing, when they're firing all cylinders, best defense in the league, easily. Um... But their offense can go astray, which is one of the biggest reasons why they possibly could see themselves lose. So 
I have them at five. Number four, I have Golden State. Now, Golden State, right? Golden State is bank. Well, <laughs> the difference between Golden State and a team like Denver and a team like Dallas is yes, Steph Curry is pretty much that team. We see if you look at their win losses, uh, they win. They they they're damn near uh, unwatchable team without Steph Curry. Now. That was also because they didn't have Klay Thompson. Klay Thompson was trying to get back healthy. Um, Draymond Green missed some time with back injuries. Now, do I think that they can win a series? Do I think they can win Denver series with Steph Curry being sidelined? Yes. Because of how good Klay Thompson has been playing. Because of how good Jordan Poole has been playing. Because of how good Draymond Green has been playing of late. Because... Aaron uh, Andrew Wiggins uh, has found his shot again, sort of. They've been playing better, especially going to the playoffs. And I think that they can win. They can beat Denver with a less than stellar. They can beat Denver without Steph Curry. That's how good Jordan Poole has been playing. That's how good, as of late, Klay Thompson has been playing. Um but I don't think it's going to be easy. I think that that can go a seven-game series. The thing is, it's moving forward. <laughs> moving forward, I don't think they can win without Steph. Now, Steph is Steph. He's Steph Curry. Like, come on now. But um, one of the biggest reasons why I think they couldn't win is because they really were banking on Jordan Poole being – I mean, not Jordan Poole, on uh, James Wiseman being there. They need James Wiseman there because he's not the best defense. Like they need his de- they need his height. While Kevon Looney, shouts out to him, has played every game. He's not not only the best defender, but he's not tall. And when you go up against people like the Grizzlies, who have Stephen Adams, when you go up against people like the Phoenix Suns, who have DeAndre Hayden, that's going to be incredibly tough on your team. Um, hell. They go up against Den- the only reason why I have them favored so heavily against Denver is because outside Nicole Jokic, they don't have much, and Nicole Jokic is going to give them the work. So they can win is because we saw what they look like when Jordan Poole's right, when Steph Curry's right, when Andrew Wiggins is right, when Draymond Green's right, right, and that we saw at the beginning of the year. Beginning of the year, they were one of the they were arguably the second best team outside of Phoenix. Now. Now that you're getting, and we were all saying, wait until they get Clay Thompson. Wait until they get James Wiseman. Well, they don't have James Wiseman, but Clay Thompson has at least looked great going into the playoffs. So they can win because they have the formula. Like they, 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 they have any given night. You can have they have Steph and Clay. That's how, and they have a championship DNA as at least you know Steph, Clay, uh, Andre Iguodala, uh, Draymond Green. They have championship. As for our championship DNA, so they can win. The re- reason why they can't win is if Steph Curry's not right, or if Clay Thompson kind of goes back into the Clay Thompson when he was trying to get right, or Draymond Green doesn't get back, you know, or get to a hundred percent because you know he's still doing the whole labor and the whole back. Andrew, <laughs> and I, I think that their size is going to hurt them at some point. Now they could possibly win, but again, their size is going to hurt them at some point. Uh, yeah, shouts out to Kevon Looney, but he's not that tall. So, um, yeah. Number three, I have Milwaukee. They're reigning champs. 
They're reigning champs. They they have been incredible this year. Uh, they did lose some bad games, but the reason why they can win is they have arguably the second best all around team. Uh, Drew Holiday, Giannis, Brooke Lopez, Sergi Bob getting Sergi Baca was huge. Um, Bobby Portis. They they have a team, bro. This team is hard to stop, especially when you have Giannis being Giannis. It's is that's tough. Um, that's that's gonna be tough, uh, and that's the biggest reason why they can't win again. They won last year with most of the same players, uh, and again, Giannis is in the MVP conversation as well. Again, so and Giannis is arguably the best player in the league. So now, the reason why they can't win is because I don't know if they have enough scoring to keep up with a team like Phoenix or keep up with a team like the Grizzlies or keep up with a team like Golden State when they're firing on all cylinders. Yes, they have the complete nuclear bomb in Giannis, but are is the supporting cast going to be able to keep up? Is there When they have to go to their bench, are they going to be able to keep up um, scoring-wise with some of the top teams? And that's the question for Milwaukee. I have them three. Number two, I have the Grizzlies. Um... The Grizzlies have been the surprise, the shock of the season, in my opinion. Uh, John ja, ja Moran has been incredible, even even when he's been out. Again, we know that the stat has been going around. They're twenty and two uh, without him, which is crazy. Uh, Desmond Bain, you can argue, is the most improved player. He, this team has been great, man, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why they can win. This team knows how to win without John ja Moran and with John ja Moran now. I don't think they can win without John Morant, but this team is battle tested as far as the regular season. They know they they have been incredible. They have been world beaters this this entire year outside of, you know, another team. They've been world beaters this entire year. And I think not having John Morant there for a lot of the time. And of course, you have players that need to step up that maybe wasn't expected to step up. They have been great. So that's why they came. It's just a complete team. Uh, you know, Jaron Jackson Jr., like they, they, there's a complete team. Um, but the reason why I think they possibly couldn't win is because they're young. You know, there's a difference with the playoffs and regular season. We say that all the time. Everyone says it all the time. Now you have one team that's focused solely on you. While I, I don't think that they'll get, you know, upset by the Timberwolves, I, I do think that when you play a team like maybe Golden State or if you go past Golden State, maybe Phoenix, it's, it's going to be tough when they're solely focused on you and you teams are going to make John Morant shoot the ball while he has improved his shot this year. It hasn't been consistent. So they're going to make John Morant shoot the ball. So I think that their youth is going, could possibly hinder them from winning it this year. And number one, I mean, it's, it's easy It's Phoenix. Phoenix has been the most complete team this entire year. Phoenix has been, they have been leaps and they have been head and shoulders better than everybody, in my opinion, this entire year. Yeah, they've lost some games. Yeah, they, you know, uh, they have experienced some injuries. But even in that, Devin Booker's been great. It's Monty Williams is probably going to win coach of the year. It's this team has been leaps and bounds, the best team in the league. Uh, it, It hasn't been close. And that's why I think they can win. They have been it's hard to find a weakness in this team. Very hard to find a weakness. Maybe no, it's it's hard to find a weakness in this team. Um 
they've been great. They've been great. Jay Crowder's been great. CP3, yet another year, he's been great. Uh, it's They've been great. Now, one reason why I think they could possibly lose is health-wise. I mean, Chris Paul did miss some time. I don't wish any health on it or I don't miss injuries on anybody, of course. But Chris Paul did lose, you know, miss some time due to injury again. Uh, we know he does have a history of injuries that creep up in the playoffs. Um, also, when they go to the bench, now Cameron Cameron Johnson has been great, but especially at the guard position, when they go to the bench, you know, is Cameron Payne going to be able to to withstand some of, you know, maybe if, if he has to go against Jordan Poole, maybe if he has to go against a uh, – go against, uh, I don't know, <laughs> a, 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 a John Moran, who knows. I just, you know, I don't know if they'll be able to do that. And we've seen DeAndre Ayton, if he has to go, if he has to guard, he was getting now, of course, it's easier said than done, but he was getting filleted by uh, Giannis last year. Now, again, that's Giannis, so it is what it is. But I'm just saying it can get real ugly. So, so that's all I'm saying. But, but again, that has, they, Phoenix has been the best team all year, like consistently all year. So, those are my rankings. Uh, those have those have been my rankings. I was gonna talk about the Kyler Murray stuff. I was gonna talk about Baker Mayfield, but I think it's gone long enough. I- I'm excited for the playoffs. It starts uh, Saturday, which is today when you whenever you're or when you're watching or listening to this. Um, let's you know. Let me know what you feel. Let me know if you like my rankings. Let me know. Uh, let me know if you agree with what I said. If you have a team too high, team too, or if I have a team too high, team too low, let me know. Uh, and again, I'm shooting this before the plan. So, hell, I, I talked about New Orleans, Cleveland, Atlanta, and LA. At least two of them teams ain't going to be there. So, it is what it is. I appreciate you guys. That has been this this week's episode of the Unpopular Pod, or this Saturday's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. If you want a popular podcast shirt, hoodie, sweater, long sleeve, hoodie, joggers, the link is in the description below. I have multiple different colors, multiple different designs. Whatever you're feeling, I got you. The weather is getting better. So go get your short sleeve shirts. You know, hey, whatever color you need, whatever design, I got you. Just click on it, press buy, and it's to you. So please support. Also, please subscribe to wherever you're listening. Please subscribe to wherever you're watching. It definitely, definitely, definitely means a lot to me. Hope you enjoy this this Saturday. Hope you enjoy this weekend. Uh, happy Easter for people that you know celebrate Easter uh, or that Easter is important to them. Happy Easter to you guys. And uh, until next time, much love. This the remix, and it's three million on the wrist. Real life, another one. You know we inspired you. We set trends. We set for life. Bitch, I'm we a the Bitch, I'm a dipsetter. I got the heat with me. I got a temp setter. I got a sunsetter. Yeah, that's the butt rider. This shit a breeze to me. I watched the wind settle. I took a mood setter. Then I felt two settle. I took a resetter. Now I feel too better. These niggas knew better. These niggas know better. After the fume settle. After the smoke settle. I'm still a boat getter. Cause I'm a gold setter. I like her throat wetter. She say my drip wetter. Hold up and get better. I left her clip wetter. That bitch in bed with her. I had the swim setter. Bitch, I'm a jet setter. Fly with no wind pressure. Bitch, I'm a scene setter. I got this strap on it. AK, I swing set him. I'm a sight set up. I was fly before you had a flight set up. I'm trending. 
reset the trend. Got it out the mud, nigga, we had to cleanse. Run at their head, nigga, we had their brims. Niggas acting like bitches, leave that to them. Who got it vibrant, harder than iron. I been a dog, you been a hydrant. I raised these niggas, I give them my flowers. Daisies, nigga, don't you? We set the trends. Breaking it in. I'ma have to call my account to make sure the shit came in. It's just me and my gang. Fuck niggas, wanna do friends. What he say he won't smoke? We gon' spin, spin again. Uh, I, I know how to get it. The Maybach is kidding. My drip is exquisite. My style is prolific. My gun come with switches. I stand on the business as God is my witness. You say you want smoke and I'm granting your wishes. Oh, that's your hoe and she think I'm delicious. Show me what they doing. I show you I did it. Show them how to do it. They hate to admit it. Don't show me that bitch cause I already hit it. Don't show me a million. I already spent it. They know how I'm coming. They know that I'm with it. All of that cap and get one in your fitted. It's been a while. Been away for a minute. Back for what's mine. I don't take what I'm giving. Give him a head start. Now I'm shaving the distance. See mine's with interest to be more specific. They know the drill. We set the trends. We don't just ball. We bend the rim. Ten toes tall. We stand to win. They are not us. We are not them. We been doing this. Where do I begin? Where do I start? Where do I end? When they come to work, they just pretend. We put it in like we in the gym. Don't walk up the street 'cause you might lose a limb. Blood on my Tim's. So what? You can swim. So what? This water's reserved for sharks. Remember I told you before you jump in. Jump in. We set the trends, breaking it in. I'ma have to call my account to make sure the shit came in. Cause I showed them how to bang, then I showed them how to ball. First nigga that was rocking that Supreme. Shit, I'm back in my bag, all the smiles on my body, and I'm thinking about copping a machine. Got a chop in my jeans, used to sell rocks to the fiends. I just bought a drop off a stream. Was pumping on the block, now we chartering this shit. I be jumping off the yacht with my team, got a clap with a beam. Everybody know we the trendiest. Swatch on my wrist, caught the M shit. Last deal I got, caught the M shit. Niggas wanna start, we gon' end this shit. Still in the meeting, you think I was callin'? For validation, my nigga, I'm valid. Something is stuck and we keepin' it sturdy. Keep it a bucky that he got the thirty. Can't mention New York, you don't mention the set. Beef in your state, we gon' spin in the jet. All of this water, you can swim in my chest. Actual hoes, they say gym is a mess. We gon' keep spinning like a bottle top. Brand new thing ain't got a tie. Niggas keep playin' till body try. We gon' make it hot on the hottest block. We set the trends. Breaking it in. I'ma have to call my account to make sure the shit came in. It's just me and my gang. Fuck niggas. Wanna do friends? What he say? He won't smoke. We gon' spin.